Hello, I'm Misty Winkler from Simply Convivial, and today I have a quick special episode taken from a clip from the kickoff workshop for our new round of Simplified Organization Community Coaching. Simplified Organization Community Coaching is my signature online course that will walk you through getting your life in order. In the process, we learn that the biggest thing that needs to be ordered is our own attitude. And we take concrete steps to do just that. Organizing our attitude might be the biggest thing that needs to be organized, but it's certainly not the only thing. While walking through mindset shifts and attitude adjustments, we also set up life management systems. A working calendar, vocation statements, a time budget, planner, review habits, basic home routines, a command center, and so much more. It's a 36-week accountability program that will help you practice getting back on the bandwagon when you fall, because that might be where you are now, and we all are in that place multiple times throughout our lives for various, sometimes very good reasons. And that's what this clip is about. I hope it's encouraging for you to reframe your perspective on life falling apart and what we should do when that happens. So let's dig in. This is a big week that reminds me why productivity is important. <laughs> My oldest son is getting married on Saturday. So we have all kinds of wedding preparations and people coming into town and making arrangements. And I am planning and buying and doing the prep work for the reception food. So that's a big, after this, I'm going to the grocery store. <laughs> Actually, after this, I'm going to spend about 30 more minutes on my lists and then go to the grocery store. <laughs> so lists upon lists are how we are going to manage this weekend. <laughs> so one thing I was thinking about while preparing lists and getting things together and trying to write things so that it's clear to other people and not just myself, just trying to think through, okay, this makes sense to me, but will this make sense to someone who hasn't been thinking about it for several months? <laughs> Can we communicate this clearly? It's a trick. And I know that for years when I was younger, like in my twenties, in your twenties, or at least myself in my 20s, I felt like if I was setting something up, then like it was a high stakes situation where I wanted to set it up the right way. Because if I was going to take the time to set something up, like where I keep my lists, am I going to keep them on paper or digital. Actually, when I was in my 20s, all the digital stuff wasn't really a thing. <laughs> like we had blackberries or yeah, black, not blueberry, blackberries. Like there were some really prototype. It was before cell phones were pocket computers. 
anyway, so when I was in my 20s, if I want to keep a binder or a clipboard or, you know, some different, I'm trying to think of what the technologies were at that time, because it was a, a different scene for sure. In a Word document that then I printed, or do I keep a notebook and handwrite everything? All of these seemed like really important decisions. And every decision I made <laughs> felt like this is going to have implications for the rest of my life. Once I choose, I've got to commit and I've got to be consistent. And I, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Which is not true. It turns out whatever you pick is not what you have to do the rest of your life. And you can try something out. And it, if you are writing things down and then looking at them, that's what makes the plan work. And so you can switch from paper to digital to a notebook to whatever new technologies might come out. Because, yeah, we didn't have pockets or computers in our pockets when I started my homemaking career. <laughs> so we don't know what kind of other options might come out there. We don't have to predict. And we are not stuck with whatever we are trying, whatever, we're not stuck with whatever we are doing now, with whatever we pick now, we are not making a decision for the rest of our lives. This is why iteration is such a key principle that we will keep coming back to as we work through community coaching because we put all this pressure on the decisions that we make when we try to get organized that prevents us from actually figuring out what will work for us like in our desire to have things figured out we end up preventing the processes that will help us figure it out. And one of the reasons why that happens is that figuring things out is totally different than what we might assume at the beginning. Like figuring things out and getting things set up and being organized, it's easy to picture that life, like after I figure things out and after I set things up and after I'm organized, then we're set, we're ready. I will just do all the things all the time. Life will be figured out. Like I won't have anything to worry about. Life will not be hard anymore. Everything will be smooth and easy. I'll know how to be consistent. I'll be, I will know that I'm doing the right things. But life changes, it turns out. <laughs> like just when you do think, oh, I've got this figured out. Oh, I've got this set up. I'm organized now. Then it's, guess what? First trimester, you're going to be on bed rest for a month. Or you're going to be puking for a month. Or... You just got the house organized and guess what? You're going to have to move. 
or a family member is going to be seriously ill and you're going to be a caretaker for that person and be gone at doctor's appointments or all kinds of things interrupt our perfect setup. If we ever get there at all, it turns out it doesn't actually last like we think it is supposed to. It's not actually supposed to. And it was not a waste of time to get things put together, to be working at your skills in whatever the previous season was, when that life situation changes and everything feels broken, what did work no longer works, that's not actually a problem. Nothing was a waste of time because all those skills that you did develop, it's practice. And then you have a different situation and yeah, you're going to go through it again. You're going to create a new setup, but not from scratch because now you know what the key things were that really helped. And as you get older and older, as life changes over and over again, you become more skilled in getting back on the bandwagon. And that's a more important skill than trying to create a bandwagon that you stay on forever. All right. I don't know. This is a weird metaphor, but we all know getting on the bandwagon, like the bandwagon is being organized, having a plan in place and we follow it. We know our, what we're going to do each day. We have all the pieces and we're working our plan, right? That's being organized. That's the bandwagon. And we think, okay, if I just build that bandwagon sturdy enough, like all my effort needs to be going into making it the best bandwagon ever. And if I make the bandwagon good enough, I will never fall off it. And that's a false expectation. It's a false picture of what our life is like. It's a false expectation for what the bandwagon is for. What we actually need is to have a bandwagon and to know what it looks like to be on the bandwagon. And then we need to know how to get back on it and even how to tumble off of it, right? Sometimes in different sports or different things, falling is something you can practice, right? In some sports or is it ballet maybe, or there are some sports I wouldn't know because I'm not in sports, but there are some sports where you actually practice the skill of falling so that you don't hurt yourself. And so it's more okay, we have this bandwagon that's trekking along. And what we really need is the skill of falling well and getting back on well and again. 
And the more we do that, we're getting stronger and more agile, more flexible, more adaptable, more responsive. And that's the goal, not creating fence posts and super structured bandwagon. It's, it's ourselves that matters, not the bandwagon. So as we work through community coaching, be thinking of your self and your mindset about your work and the repetitive nature of housework and homemaking. Be thinking about being responsive to people rather than about building an exterior structure that you're hoping will keep all the people corralled, including yourself. Because the exterior things that we do, the daily card, the weekly review, a master calendar, a menu plan, we're going to work at putting these things in place. But the point isn't that these pieces are fences that will make it so we never fall. And they aren't fences or cages that we put in place to protect us or to keep ourselves or other people safe, in line, corralled. That's not the point. We can go at the exact same organization pieces with the goal of keeping life tidy and controlled, like under our own control. And that's going to backfire. It's not going to work because God's in control and his plans are often different than ours. <laughs> he has the bigger picture in view. He knows better than us and he lets us go a certain direction and then takes us a different direction that we weren't expecting. And what we want in life is not to determine our own course and make God agree with us or even make other people do what we want. Our goal is to be faithful and fruitful. Our goal is to be responsive and cheerful and willing to follow the change of plan when that happens, to be ready for it, to be expecting that I make a plan, but God directs the path. We can have the planning pieces in place that help us roll with the punches rather than be tight-fisted with our life. So we aren't using planning to keep things tame or tidy. 
we are approaching our desire to be organized and our diligence in applying ourselves to that work so that we can be available for the good works that God puts in front of us. Even if it's a good work that we didn't predict ahead of time. Planning isn't predicting ahead of time. Planning is thinking through your current situation so you know where you're at and you can see what your responsibilities are so that you can make good and wise judgment calls. And that's it for this special episode of the Simply Convivial podcast. When we put our home management skills and practices in order and pair that with attitude and mindset adjustments, we grow in resilience, competency, and joy. Not because we have it all together at last, but because we know how to handle the life that actually lands in front of us. If life feels too hard, if your home feels out of control, or if you just feel like you aren't cut out for homemaking or mothering or life, then simplified organization will give you the makeover in attitude and skill that will help you dig into the good work, the high calling that God has placed in front of you. This next round of community coaching is included in your enrollment in Convivial Circle at no extra cost, but we do close the group on August 29th. So hop on over and enroll today. The group is already having conversation and you can watch the other 20 minutes of this kickoff workshop where we talked about why homemaking might be so hard, but also why it is so important. Homemaking is not just drudge work. We can be equipped and encouraged to dig into our work with joy. And that's what I would like to do with you during Simply, <clears throat> during Simplified Organization Community Coaching, starting now, closing August 29th. So find the link in the description of this episode or go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button to get started. Together for 36 weeks, we will practice repenting, rejoicing, and repeating.